and welcome to another episode of From No Crypto to No Crypto. This is the Crypto Coach, Blockchain Wayne, with another cryptocurrency podcast. Today's episode brought to us by CoinCRG Club, mobile private key wallet, and point-of-sale solution. Today's episode is also brought to us by Unchain University, education that breaks the chains that bind us. Cryptocurrency and blockchain education made simple. All right, so it's been a while since we've done a podcast episode, so if you're one of our regular followers, I do apologize been spending a lot of time working on content for Unchained University to get that off the ground, to get it ready to go, and really wanted to focus 100% on that, but we will be getting back with the regular podcast now going forward. So today's episode, we're really going to take a look at what's going on in the economy, right? Because just to learn about cryptocurrency is good, but it's even better to understand the need, the purpose, why is it so important? Why is it such a big deal and why are some financial experts really bullish on it? Why And also, why are some banks and governments and other financial institutions, why are they scared of it? And to, to really understand that, we've got to take a deep dive into what's happening, what's really happening in the market today. So that's what this episode is going to focus on. Uh, we want to really focus on that. So when you look at what's been going on over the last several months, there's been over three trillion, yes, trillion with a T, three, three ha, tongue-tied there, three trillion dollars that has been infused by the Federal Reserve into banks. And to, to understand that, you really have to understand there's a system called overnight repo loans. Now, when I talk about repo, I'm not talking about when someone doesn't pay their note on their, on their uh, car or boat or something like that and it gets repossessed. Not that type of repo, but it's it's financial institutions, it's banks borrow cash from money market funds, many times do it overnight, over a short period of time, a day, two days, three days, uh, to be able to try to make money on that money before they pay it back. So it's a short-term loan, but it's normally between banks and other financial institutions or money market funds. But what's happened is, starting back in September, banks and other financial institutions weren't open to lending money to other banks overnight. Uh, so that, that market dried up overnight. Banks had zero liquidity. They didn't have the money they needed to be able to operate and continue those repo loans. I like to compare it. Now, it may sound over your head, but think about this. Think of from a personal standpoint, right? You need to borrow money to be able to pay your bills today, right? So you go get a payday loan. As soon as you get paid, you pay it back, but then you borrow another loan. You take another payday loan out. And you continue this process, and it continually increases. That's what's happening with banks right now because there's zero liquidity. Last time there was an issue like this with the repo overnight markets was in late 20, 2007, early 2008. What happened in 2008? Uh, and then you just look at some of the other signs, right? The the Federal Reserve has said that they're basically adding this liquidity to banks so the other banks wouldn't loan it. So Federal Reserve steps in and they provide the quote-unquote loans, yet their balance sheet has continued to go up and up and up as if these loans aren't exactly being paid back. So is this really a loan or is this a kind of an undercover hidden bailout, right? Think about the bailouts of 2008 and what happened. So are we heading towards a market crash? And that's why you need to understand the importance of cryptocurrency. And, and when you look at different things, when you look at cryptocurrency, uh, you also look at gold markets, right? Those tend to perform best. Those are going to perform best in a recession because 
in a recession, most assets are losing value. The purchasing power of the dollar has been going down and down and down, which has made people that are savers losers, according to Robert Kiyosaki, author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and his most recent book, Fake, which if you haven't read Fake, I definitely recommend that. But that's what's going on in the market. So cryptocurrency, let's start with Bitcoin. Bitcoin provides a deflationary asset. Sure, right now it's volatile, and a lot of people have concern about that. Bitcoin can go from $14,000 per Bitcoin down to $6,000 per Bitcoin, could go back up to ten, and could even, you know, we could potentially see a drop to four or 5000 before we see Bitcoin uh, move up again. And that's because we're comparing it in value to the U.S. dollar, but it's a deflationary asset. So over the long term, it actually provides more promise because as more and more adoption happens, the demand is going to continue to grow. Unlike the Federal Reserve that you can just print more money on demand, Bitcoin has a set rate, right? 21 million. 21 million is the max. There's probably several million, if not more, that are that are lost forever where people uh, have may have mined it and or held it in the early days and discarded all their information to access it. So that's off the market. Deflationary some more, right? And then a uh, report came out this week that over 11 million Bitcoin have not moved. Right. And just sitting there, um, not being moved, not being traded. Uh, and, and uh, you know, a good, some portion of that could be some that's lost. But I think a lot of portion of that's people that are holding it for the long term, because when you understand the value of that asset, it could go down to a thousand dollars tomorrow. The long term future of Bitcoin is still bright because it's going to be, you know, it's going to really take off as demand increases, as demand increases and supply doesn't. The only thing that's going to happen is it's going to it's going to go up in value because people aren't going to be willing to sell it unless that price gets to a higher point. The more holders we have that are holding Bitcoin, that are holding out for those higher prices, the higher it's going to climb. And that's how you see market prices fluctuate. It's, it's really just based on what people are willing to pay for it and what people are willing to sell for it. And when there's more buyers than sellers, you're going to see the price go up because the demand is scarce. I mean, the demand is there, but the supply is scarce. When there's more sellers than buyers, you're going to see the price go down. And that's typically how markets work. So this is a time where you can take advantage of things that are happening. So I'm not giving you financial advice to buy Bitcoin right now while it's in the dip, because obviously it could dip further. Uh, but one of the things I always like to teach, if you're not ready to trade, don't understand how to trade markets or look at indicators on charts, um, and, and, and even, or maybe you just don't want to deal with the volatility of what's happening in cryptocurrency as a trader, then dollar cost average. Someone asked me, how much do I need to put in? Dude, you can put in five bucks. You can put in 10 bucks, 20 bucks. So it's just all about what you want to put in, but do it consistent, consistently. Consistency is the key. If you had started putting in at the all time high and you'd have bought Bitcoin the same amount every week, all the way up till now. You'd still be very positive on your on your uh, in investment because even though you started buying Bitcoin at its peak when it was at sixteen, seventeen, eighteen thousand dollars uh, back in twenty seventeen, you held it all the way through the dip and you continue to buy more. Your your average buying price is a is is lower than what the price is now, so you're sitting in profit, and that's how the long term uh, can be. Some people don't want to deal with the volatility of the market, and if that's you, that's fine. But don't miss out on this opportunity because great opportunities are seized when things are volatile, when things are uncertain, when things are shaky. Uh, and I'm going to go back to the recession of 2008 when you look at what happened when market crashed, real estate crashed. 
the fortunes that were made since then were not made in the most recent years when the market was hot. It was actually made by those people that were buying while people were panic selling back in 2008 when the real estate market was crashing and people were buying up cheap properties. When the stock market was crashing and people were buying up uh, cheap stock. Now, obviously, if you look at what's going on with the with the economy, um, you know, those repo loans over the like I said, over the last several months, uh, trillions of dollars have been put into um, those repo markets by the Federal Reserve, which can, is very alarming. And there's also some rumors swirling around that multiple banks have been, you know, multiple banks are, are currently failing. And by failing, meaning they don't have the liquidity, they have creditors and, cre uh, you know, from the speculation is that certain creditors are unwilling to renegotiate terms of that debt. So they're calling them on it. So what happened? Those banks are going to fail and that's going to lead to a um, a trickle effect, a domino effect, you call it, where we're going to see markets take a hit. Um, and that's just really what's going on. Compound that with the trade war with China right now. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's, we, we, you know, I'm not any expert. I'm not, uh, or should I say, I'm not a financial market expert to tell you this is what's going to happen. But if you can look at the signs, prepare yourself. Some of the safe havens that I personally feel are going to be cryptocurrency and not all of them, right? There's thousands of cryptocurrency out there. There's only a handful that are going to make it. So make sure you're looking at projects that have substance, have some use case, um, and also will have a demand, but compare the demand to what their supply is. Right. And then also look at at other commodities. You know, gold is also going to outperform, I believe, the, you know, the stock market and other other entities, you know, over the near future. So that's what's going on in the cryptocurrency market. That's what's going on in the financial markets. Uh, and I think a lot of times we're, we're looking at uh, these reports of the, the stock markets hitting all time highs and people think that's great. But your average investor, your ordinary investor is going to be putting in money when the market's hot. Right now, things couldn't be better. So they just have this, this misbelief that it's just going to keep going up and it won't. And so what's going to happen is it's going to crash. And the people that are going to win are going to be the ones that don't, you know, if you're already holding through a crash, if you learn anything about market sales, if you have long-term belief in whatever you're invested in, then don't panic sell after it drops. Right. That's the two biggest things that ordinary people do. They panic sell when the value of an asset drops and they buy when it's at its peak price. And if you want to have extraordinary results, then you've got to drop the ordinary. You got to quit doing what ordinary people do. You've got to buy when blood is on the streets. So get prepared for what's going to happen. I'm not saying it's going to happen tomorrow or next month, but we are due for a recession. If you look at all the signs that are pointing at then that's really what we're looking at. We're expecting to see, uh, you know, something big happen in the markets. And of course, banks and, and governments, they're scared of cryptocurrencies. They understand this will allow us to create our own economy outside of a government's control, peer to, which, which means peer-to-peer, -peer, right? So if I want to transact with you, I can send you cryptocurrency. I can send you Bitcoin and nobody can stop that transaction. Now, think about as the, the adoption grows and then you don't need to worry about cashing out Bitcoin or other cryptocurrencies to the U.S. dollar. And I send you Bitcoin for payment for goods and services. You turn around, take that Bitcoin and pay your suppliers that you get the 
the raw materials from to make your goods and services. And then they're able to pay their bills and pay their employees with that, who then are in turn able to, to spend it back in the economy. Why do we need paper dollars? Paper dollars are just being abused and printed every day. And it, it's, it's coming to a time where we've got to you know take control back and you've got to also be planning how are you going to diversify right if you're holding money in stock markets and other assets like that are you diversified are you really going to do what you have to do to make sure you protect yourself are you all in on certain things so that's something that you really want to look at and make sure that you are truly understanding what's going on in the economy um you know, the New York Fed just just yesterday or a couple days ago added $98 billion to those repo markets. Um, and some of the concerns from some of the articles I read say that it could be a year-end financial crisis. We could see it happen in December. Uh, so, you know, that that's uh, 40% of the Fed's balance sheet reduction was wiped out in just the last two months. Um, just to give you some facts there, the Federal Reserve Bank of New York continues to pump massive liquidity amid very heavy demand by banks for year-end funding. Uh, this is according to goldcore.com, one of the websites that I was reading about uh, the repo markets. Um, it started in September, like I mentioned, um, you know, when there was, you know, basically choked off from short-term lending between other banks and other financial institutions. Uh, so nearly $3 trillion have been pumped into unnamed trading houses in just over the last two months. Um, and massive currency injections also signal that there are significant problems in the plumbing of the interbank lending market and the wider financial system. Let's not forget the U.S. dollar is also a world reserve currency used by many countries. So what does that mean? If we see something happen, we could see a global financial crisis. Um, could it be in the scale of, of say, 1929? You know, it's possible, but make sure you, you, you are diversified. You're protecting yourself. Keep up what's going on in the market. Don't just listen to the news that's telling you stock markets at all time high. Uh, everything is great. Everything is good. You know, there are there some things that are going on that are good? Absolutely. But you also have to be open to looking at what's going on that's bad. So uh, that's just some things I wanted to point out with the repo market. Make sure you're understanding what's going on with cryptocurrency. What's going on with Bitcoin? Because uh, those are things that... If you look at the short term, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty, a lot of fear, a lot of doubt going into Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies when we're just getting started. It's just getting started and you're going to see this thing continue to go uh, really up and up and up as, as use case adoption demand starts to happen. And we're seeing it happen every day. You're seeing traditional financial institutions creating cryptocurrency uh, custody platforms, uh, trading and derivative platforms, which I'm not really crazy about, but it's happening every day because they realize this is where the future is going. You know, Bitmain, some guys that we know uh, that that uh, I toured one of their early mining facilities here in the U.S. and they, you know, they partnered with Bitmain and are opening one of the largest mining facilities in the U.S. out in Texas. You know, a 40 plus million dollar investment, potentially more, and why do you think that amount of money would be going into mining equipment if cryptocurrency would, did not have a strong, strong future, right? So you got to think about those things when that fear creeps in, when that uncertainty creeps in, when that doubt creeps in. Your fear, uncertainty, and doubt should be rightfully placed 
on the current stock market, on the current U.S. financial system, on banks, you know, anything that you have invested in that, you need to really diversify and make sure that you're, you're set up for the future. So um, with that, I'm going to kind of take a quick pivot. Early in the episode, I mentioned Unchained University, unchainuniversity.com. It's a project that I've been working on for quite some time, uh, building a full educational platform. Over the last few years of being involved with cryptocurrency, a lot of people, when, when you know they hear about cryptocurrency, a lot of people I know will reach out and say, hey, where do I learn more about it? How do I learn? And I would send them different resources here, there, everywhere to learn. And it's really a splintered market. There's also some uh, some bad players out there that are charging anywhere from $100 a month all the way up to $500 or more dollars a month to quote-unquote teach you about crypto and give you signals. First of all, uh, Unchained University is not a signal provider. Now, when I say signals, I mean we don't tell you when to trade what. No, we're going to teach you the tools of how to, you know, how to trade and how to learn how to read charts. Uh, and we also teach you the basics of cryptocurrency, foundational level, also the history of money. Um, but back to the trading signals, you know, it, it goes back to that old saying, you know, it's, you can teach, you know, you can give a man a fish and feed him for a day, or you can teach him how to fish and he can feed himself every day. So we're going to teach you what you need to know about cryptocurrency and blockchain. It's an ever expanding course. So it's not something that you just take once and you're done, but it also has cryptocurrency rewards tied to it. We take a percentage of membership fees and we put it into, uh, a you know you can, I guess you can call it a pool and as you you don't get paid any cryptocurrency for joining the program but as you complete modules within the courses you will earn what's called unchained coin unchained coin is cryptocurrency that was created just for the platform and the value of that that cryptocurrency is backed by uh, that percentage of the membership fees that's diversified and some of it's traded uh, so there's no guarantee on value but it is you know our goal is to have it go up in value over time and then our roadmap for Unchained Coin down the road plans to have us expand and, and get certain other uh, merchants and companies to accept Unchained Coin for either payment or discounts on their goods and services as well. So that's what's going on with when it comes to Unchained Coin, uh, Unchained University. Uh, the reason I'm bringing it up at the end of this episode is because what we just talked about, you've got to educate yourself. You also have to beware of some of the predators out there that will lure you into bad investments, um, saying that you know they can manage your money. Anything that, that promises unrealistic returns or anything like that, you need to stay away from. Uh, projects like Cloud Token, uh, Cash FX, and some of those other programs that are active right now are going to crash or going to uh, collapse, just like Plus Token did. Plus Token earlier in the year was a, a, a cryptocurrency Ponzi scheme that that took people for over three billion dollars worth of cryptocurrency. And it's all because they were blinded by greed. Oh, I just hold my cryptocurrency in this wallet and it's going to magically pay me uh, the, uh, so much a week, you know, five to six percent a week just for holding it in the wallet because it's 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 got a bot that's trading it. Right. All of that is false. None of that can happen. Um, I did an episode several months back about cloud token and about all the issues with that one being a scam. And today we're seeing people posting forums about people that got involved. They're unable to withdraw their money that they quote unquote earn they're unable to make withdrawals and the company even made an announcement that they're going to stop allowing withdrawals of cryptocurrency instead they're going to pay you in in mobile phone data which they started rolling out sim cards and you've got to try to sell that data on the open market uh market that they created so a whole lot of problems there but that's just one example but we will teach you how to identify and spot those those companies to steer clear of 
who to stay away from, and where to get some, some great information. We're not the end-all, be-all for information. There's a handful of other companies and people that we want to point you to uh, that are legitimate, that are focused on education, that will teach you what you need to know about cryptocurrency and blockchain. So uh, hopefully this was helpful, and uh, that's it for today's episode. Thanks for listening in, and we will catch you on the next episode.